Welcome back to He's Abroad. This is Jason here in Brooklyn, a, a warm and sweltering Brooklyn. Joined as always by John, who is abroad in New Zealand. What's going on, John? Busy, but good. Cool. Cool. By the way, if you're listening to this, usually we do this at the end, but we really should be doing this at the beginning. If you're listening to this, first of all, thank you. Second of all, uh, maybe take some time to uh, review us on iTunes. That'd be great. And uh, if you haven't gotten to the end, haven't realized, if you review us on iTunes and uh, we could see it and we know who you are, then uh, or you tell us who you are, uh, John will give you a dollar of some spendable currency. Yeah, not, of, not I mean, maybe cryptocurrency now because it's all crashing. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, there you go. Send you some doge. Yeah. Could be worth something someday. Could be or or not. You never know. Never know. The the world of Bitcoin is a and cryptos is a is a weird place that I don't understand. And really, you know, don't really make an effort to. But that's okay. I don't have to understand everything. I only have so much space in my mind to comprehend things. But yeah, uh how's how's it going? Like I said, I'm busy. Lots of work. Yeah. I've worked I haven't worked overtime since February 2018. Right, I looked wow. back at it and I've gotten away of not working. Now, a standard work day is like 50 hours, so um a day. You wait, a week, a week you mean sorry. work week. A, a standard sure. work week for me is probably about 50 hours. Um mm-hmm. and so yeah, this is the first week I've worked over 60 hours since uh February 2018. Wow. Yeah, it's been a good run. <laughs> Yeah, I I foresee that in my future, probably in about two months. But yeah, at the moment, pretty good, you know, but but the weird thing is when you start working from home is like the lines between work and not sort of sort of blur, you know, so you'll do things on weekends, you'll do things at night, you'll do things like earlier in the morning when you wouldn't commute. So they the whole hours, but I guess it's different when when I'm on salary versus you who's hourly. So you can draw that hard line. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can, but yeah, like you're a contractor, so you work the hours you get paid, which is nice. Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Instead of being an email salary, while drinking a coffee, yeah. you're on the clock. Yeah. I mean, pretty much like that's contracted work, right? If you're a, and that's where the world is going. We're all going to be freelancers and contractors by the time we retire. By the time our generation retires, we really won't have employees anymore unless you work for the government. And even that, I would argue, will become more contracted work. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Why? The gig economy. That's that? that's how that's how people make their living now. It's mostly based off of people wanting more freedom. The good thing about being a contractor is you can take massive amounts of time off and you kind of get paid for what you're doing. And as we go more towards, you know, things as services, subscription models, it's sort of you come in, you do some work, and then you go off and do something else. I just don't see the need for having salaried employees, especially as more people become re- working remotely, and it's more again, it's gig based, it's task based. Worldwide, worldwide, maybe in the U.S., where health insurance is largely tied to where you're employed, that's where I see it being a bit of a question mark on whether or not that's going to happen. It is, and it isn't. And though, if it does happen, right? it'll be a long. It is, term. and it Why? isn't. Like that—that that was kind of the whole part of Obamacare, wasn't it? Of like you yeah, but even then, you still have to. It, it, Obamacare set up a. It, Obamacare t- it lost its teeth when it didn't have a public option, and because we don't have that, even when you go and try to find a 
like health insurance through one of these um, portals, right? You're still spending a shit ton of money on health insurance. The, the, the state of health insurance in the United States is completely fucked. And that's the biggest problem because it, and even if you did find a cheap health insurance option, well, that just means you're going to pay out the ass the moment that you get sick because you're really paying for, well, I don't really know what you're paying for at that point. You're really paying for nothing <laughs> because yeah, because think about it. You're, you're, you're getting a service. I had this cause I had a, I had an insurance, um, at my last job and they covered most of it, but it was also like, oh yeah, you have a, you have like a $5,000 deductible, which means I have to spend $5,000 before they would cover anything. Now, granted, once I did spend $5,000 and theoretically they would cover everything, assuming I'm at a doctor within their network. Well, I mean, it kind of also, I mean, that's supposed to cover like if you get cancer or you get some type of, you get something that basically prevents you from working and requires, you know, six months to a year of treatment. That could be broken bones, anything that's going to cost you a significant amount of money, then it's worth it, right? So you don't go bankrupt because someone sends you a $100,000 doctor's bill. Exactly. But you're still, but if you break it down, you're still talking about a plan that costs hundreds of dollars a month yeah. at the minimum. And then you still have to pay out of pocket anytime you go to the doctor. You go to a checkup, cool. That's that's a few hundred dollars as well on top of the hundred dollars, on top of the few hundred dollars that you're already paying for month, per month. You get a broken arm. Okay, it's actually going to be, uh, you know, that's a that's a few thousand dollars. You got to pay for that, regardless of the on top of the few thousand dollars you're paying a month. It's like, well, what what am I paying for? If you're you're, I mean, it's insurance, right? By definition, that's what you're paying for. You're paying for that if you if something does go catastrophically wrong, which it will. You're, like, you're paying for something that, like, I, I heard this argument made. Like, the this is why the industry is so weird. It's like no one is immortal, so when you have insurance, you're basically paying for what will inevitably start tearing you to pieces, right? Like it'll start because you will eventually have some sort of catastrophic problem. You will get some disease. You will be sick. You will. um, And then when you're old enough, you will eventually get to the point where you will die and you will have a bunch of health problems more and more as you get older and your body just starts to fall apart, except for me because I'm perfectly healthy. You know, so that's uh, and and also as we've established, my my blood is probably like sixty percent matcha, which is a lot of antioxidants. So that's great. But for most people who aren't me, that's that's really what you're paying for in the end. But then at that point, you're kind of you're not even really paying for it. So that's the thing. Like you're paying for it, it makes sense in that you're paying for those people at this age. But you got the richest country in the world. And they pay more per person than countries with universal health health care. Is America the richest country in the world? By how much? It's got to. It's got to be. I, I'm asking this because you're probably right. Uh, but I, I would richest I would argue that China might be more. Uh, okay, so if you do a per capita, we're nowhere near close. Yeah. So is the U.S. the richest country? Yeah. So the first. So the first. When you just type this into Google. And you do this yeah, per capita. This. Uh, we're number five. Okay, right. that's pretty. So good. Luxembourg, Switzerland, Ireland, Norway are ahead of us per capita. Now, if it's not per capita, because yeah, I would assume that it would be because doesn't California have the fourth largest economy in the world by itself? 
yeah, so that alone kind of like has that. to make you um so yeah the richest continent in the world is north america gdp wise because canada and the u.s kind of put you over the top um so yeah so i, I guess it would be but yeah it's a it's, it's a good question because it, we might not be um because yeah cutter there's a bunch of other countries that keep popping up here singapore china um yeah, per capita yeah per capita because they're super small that's cheating yeah and they're cheating but they're super small they're cheating yeah yeah, well, that's what happens when you cheat, you know? So anyway, this, this is definitely over my pay grade to talk about, but it's a it's a weird state of affairs. I don't even know how we got here. We got here because you're talking about you think people are going to be employees just because they need health care. And I would argue exactly. over our lifetime, in the US. That, will, that will change, right? Like, I know it seems we've been arguing if, about health care for a decade, which we have, um, yeah. if not longer. When Bernie Sanders becomes president. Well, at some point within our lifetime, within the next thirty years, we we are we yeah. are we are trending to be more liberal, and the dirty word of socialism is kind of where we're headed towards. Like that's what capitalism is becoming. So yeah, I mean, it's not. I think yeah, by time your by time your retirement age, you will have less people who are salaried employees than they are hourly contracted wages. I believe that. Because it's just the way every it's it's a better it's a better model for businesses. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Be interesting to see. Anyway. Um quick uh quick breakfast update. Cause I know how to make a transition. Um made some matcha muffins last week. I bought a bunch of muffin making material. So I bought a muffin tray, bought those little paper cups. And I made uh, what was some quote unquote healthy matcha muffins. And they were pretty good. They're pretty good. They had a lot of almond flavor to it because they used almond flour and whole wheat, whole wheat pastry flour, which I didn't even know was a thing. So I just added that to my bags of random ass ingredients that I have because you can't buy just for one recipe. You think there's a market for that? Probably not. No. Like you need this obscure ingredient. Here's literally two cups of almond flour. No, because you make your money by selling you this large thing that you're only going to use a percentage of it. Like there's not a market. No, you would make more. Would you? If I sold you for the same price, uh, just this. Yeah, for the same now price. You're, I mean. Exactly. Or like a few or proportionally less. It's like it's like you look for a thing of sugar, right? And I got like the little tube of sugar, then I got the box of sugar, then I got like the big gallon of sugar. I'd, right? I'd argue though and it, that it's your, the economies of scale. Yeah, I'd argue that your like most people have ways of actually preserving this and saving this and the cost of saving money. So if it was the same cost, I don't think I, th- I think you're you're probably rare as in, hey, I just need two cups of this thing. I don't want more. More people go, well, give me the whole thing and I'll save the rest of it the next time I want to make this. If I, if I sold a bet or this, give me a bag, because most things are measured out in cups, right? Give me a bag of flour. Like I'll buy a shit ton of flour, but like do it Japanese style and put each and, and like separate it into quarter cup bags. Some more waste. <laughs> I said Japanese style. Yeah, more, more waste. <laughs> kill, kill our oceans even more. No, they uh, they'll be biodegradable. Sure, they will. <laughs> they'll be uh, agave containers. Yes. You ever use agave straws? No. They're awesome. I know. Like you, you, people are like trying to get rid of plastic straws, so they use paper straws. Paper straws are bullshit. Agave straws are where it's at. 
or like this plant-based quote-unquote So what do you do plastic. with the agave straw once you're done? Do you eat it or do you just leave it there? You leave it and it decomposes. You, you throw it away like normal garbage mm. and it, and it, you know, and it decomposes faster than uh, plastic because plastic takes like what, thousands of years to decompose. Yeah. It's sitting in the middle of the ocean and, somewhere. With a, and this with is a, just agave, you know, you turn that, turn that into a tequila or something. Yeah, because it's, because it's that easy. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know how it works. I assume it's just like turning sand into glass. Anyway. Yeah. This weekend, I'm going to mess around with some banana stuff. I made some uh, banana banana waffles this morning. And I'm going to make some uh, banana banana bread muffins tomorrow. Put that, uh, put that muffin tray to use. All right. Let's get into some news, shall we? I got some fun stories. And I got some some worldly stories here. So here are your choices. Choose the order. We could talk about mice. We could talk about cicadas. We could talk about hot tubs. Just go in that order. <laughs> okay. This was uh, so. This this actually isn't really about mice. This is about snakes. So I kind of fucked. Up. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's still fine because I remember that, the last time we talked about mice, order? we were talking about the the. Uh, the, the mouse yes, plague. Yes, the plague in Australia. Yeah, exactly. And this is directly related to that. So I was looking at the word, my, I was looking at the headline and it, the tab, it just says mouse plague. So um, yeah, this is actually just sent to me by uh, by Chow, literally like minutes before recording. I was like, all right, get this in here. We'll bump one of my other stories. Um, I asked if she wanted to come on and recording and she she was not. She was not on board. <laughs> one, once she, was enough. <laughs> uh, she, she said, I think she said next time. She's so welcome anytime. I'm just... Yeah, I'm just going to ask her every week now. She said next time, so I assume that means next yeah, week. Yeah, that's Chow's fault is asking you because you will annoy her about it. <laughs> I probably would have forgotten. Yeah. I'm sure she won't mind. So, reading from Nine News, that's nine.com.au. The snakes will follow. Ominous sequel to New South Wales NSW. That's New South Wales, yes. right? Yeah. Mouse plague. Here we go. As the mouse plague continues to ravage western New South Wales, pest control experts have played down fears that the rodents could roll over the mountains to Sydney. But there's an ominous warning about what might come next. Footage of the mega mischiefs of mice tearing through crops and infesting homes and vehicles in rural NSW have made headlines worldwide. Farmers have estimated their losses of fodder and stored grain as worth up to $150,000 a piece, an especially hard blow coming as it did on the back of the best crop many have had for years after an extended drought. That sucks. Oh my God, this picture of mice. You're, you're not on board with mice, right? No, so I'm not. I don't know if you want to. Okay, I mean, you can send me the picture. You can send it to me. All right. Yeah, I mean, I'm not bored with them in my house, but I can look at a photo. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, you got to look at that first picture. It is is—it's a lot of mice. It lot yeah, of it's a big pile of mice. Wow. There have been reports the mouse plague could continue pressing on, eventually even reaching Sydney after hitching a ride on food trucks. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that's unpleasant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, kick them out. Like, don't let them, don't let them do that. However, Pestwork spokeswoman Anna told 9.com.au it was unlikely to be the case. Quote, this time of year, we do treat more rodent infestations. End quote, she said. Quote, but in spikes, because it's a seasonal thing, they are coming indoors for warmth. I don't think there's a correlation. End quote. Gerard Dallow of Sydney-based Micropest told 9.com.au, we get it, that he had previously worked in South Australia's Wheat Belter area, 
where mouse infestations were more frequent occurrence. Quote, this is fairly normal for South Australia. It doesn't happen so much in New South Wales. End quote. He said, quote, the mice aren't likely to leave the food sources and head into the city. End quote. He said mouse numbers in regional New South Wales were likely to take a hit during winter and come summertime, the mice would turn from predators to prey. Quote, this is where things get weird. After the mice, the snakes will follow, end quote, he said. Essentially, a plague of snakes is set to follow the plague of mice. <laughs> snakes are, of course, less damaging to crops and homes, but can still be a cause for concern for people, you think? Professor Carl Burns, a, se- a senior lecturer in mammal ecology and conservative at University of New England, previously told Nine.com.au, these guys have referenced themselves a lot. <laughs> Three times in this article, just say us. You could say us. We get it. We know who you are. The mouse population was likely to diminish during colder months, but that it was hard to know when the plague would end. Quote, mice are driven by the same constraints as the animals, food, shelter, and resources. End quote. Professor Burns said, quote, if those things are there, they will go on breeding. End quote. Nine.com.au has contacted the CSIRO for comment. So there you go. Australia, you got a whole bunch of snakes to look out for. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense, right? And then this is... It sure does. Yeah. Yeah. Like, again, it's just animals following the food source. <laughs> it's like, so, like, what eats snakes, right? There's got to be something in Australia that's... Yeah, that's what I was snake. wondering. So what, what's, what's next? what comes next? It's like mongoose. Oh, man. Probably a bunch of... Or, like, a bunch of those weirdos who have snakes for pets. <laughs> like, they all... They all <laughs> Like they just flood the city and all of a sudden you got all these eclectic weirdos going around who have snakes on their shoulders. Yeah. You know who I'm talking yeah. about? Those people. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I guess. I trust those people. I mean, oh, it's it's rough, but I'm assuming that as soon as the, the harvest and stuff ends, the, the mice stop breeding and then the snakes stop coming. It's just something you got to deal with. Like the fact that it's like, oh, well, this is fairly, fairly normal in some parts of Australia. It just doesn't happen here much. So they obviously know what to do. It's just a little yeah. gross. Like these images so you get a are choice. horrific. You got a choice. You're going to be inundated with snakes or mice. Which one do you choose? I choose snakes. Yeah? Yeah, I choose snakes. I guess you don't say what kind of snakes Mice are, don't. Right? Like, like are snakes they... don't move very fast. Right? Like really? snakes are pretty slow. It's dependent slow. on the snake. But no, snakes most snakes, for the most part, they kind of, they, they, they don't, they're not fast moving because they're cold blooded. So well, they have to move fast enough to eat a mouse. Yeah, so when they so when they have to eat, obviously outrun a mouse. Right. When they have to eat, they move fast. But for the most part, snakes don't bother you. Where mice, I mean, mice in the middle of the night, a little shadowy thing running across your baseboard, that's pretty horrific. So <laughs> but a snake wriggling around, that's okay. That's yeah, cool. I'm cool with a snake because snakes don't move as fast. Like mice are like jittery little things that hide in places, and snakes, for the most part, they're gonna stay. They're gonna stay put when it's nighttime. They're gonna stay put when it's cold. So yeah, like I'm, I'd much rather deal with a bunch of. I mean, you're talking about the same number of snakes as mice here, yeah? We're talking about a plague, a plague of one or the other. We're talking like Moses has sent some shit. Yeah, I'd rather deal with snakes. I mean, I think. He, I'm not afraid of snakes. Like snakes don't bother me at all. But you're afraid of mice. A little, yeah, because mice, just because they're real. They're, I don't like jittery stuff. Stuff that kind of runs around and sort of. Like I'm not, I'm not a fan of little things that crawl underneath your feet. Like I'm just not a big fan of that. Where snakes, I feel like a snake drops from a ceiling or something, and it just kind of sits there. 
<laughs> I don't think that's how it works. But snakes I think don't they wriggle move, around. They don't and move, move around. like rats do. They just don't. Rats are like along right, baseboards they like and they nibble and stuff. And snakes, they just kind of slither and they go side to side and they wait you out and they hiss at you. Where a little mouse, a little mouse be nibbling at your feet at night. Snakes don't do have that. Have you seen Anaconda? I have. And I, they I sw- saw it. swallowed coming. John Voight. And think about it. Whenever there's a snake movie, there's always one snake, like our snakes on a plane, right? Like, would, you, would you rather have snakes on a plane or mice on a plane? I mean, after that movie, probably mm, I'd neither is really my answer. But I guess, yeah, it's a tough decision because I, I don't know what kind of snakes we're talking about. And I don't know what kind of mice we're talking about. But I guess in mice, mice seem to be a little less threatening. But all, that also might be uh, the mice marketing department that's doing a pretty good job of, um, you know, throwing shade at snakes. Yeah, I've, I've, you don't feel, you don't think yeah. intimidation when you think mice. You think uh, snakes. On the other hand, like I said, it's swallowed John Voight. I think most people. Yeah, I just think most people are afraid of snakes because they don't see them very often. Where I think at some point everyone has dealt with a mouse somewhere. Everyone's seen a mouse or a rat somewhere. I mean, I see them every day. Of course you do. In the city, it's gross. And they're just chilling. You know, they're just scurrying along, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. Eating slices of pizza. Seeing a mouse. Yeah. Yeah, someone posted a picture on Reddit of one drinking a beer. Yeah, yeah, I get mice, but you don't see. Have you ever seen a snake in New York City? No, yeah, exactly. But it's completely different. Is it? But and that's probably why I'd be a little. That's probably why I choose the mice over the snake because I'd be because the snake is more of an unknown. Quantity. Well, to be fair, you don't see mice in New York. You see rats. That's true. But there are that's mice in New York. There's both. Mice seem harmless. I don't know. They just seem they seem like they're I harmless. I mean, at the they're same time, furry, wasn't it the mouse creatures? or the rat that started the Black Death? Right? Like, you've never heard of a snake causing a plague. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess mice would have more illnesses. All right, fine. I'll take the snake. Yeah, I just take the snake because I feel like a snake, once you get behind a snake's neck, you're good. Okay, well, good news, Australia. You got a snake plague coming. It's better than the mouse plague. I feel so, like Australians so are used lining. to that, though. Like, I think they're more used to snake plagues than mice plagues. I, I guess. Are they used? It, that's a weird thing to be used to any sort of plague. Yeah. Well, the the bats, right? They had the fruit bats as well in Melbourne. So they have a bat plague. Yeah, they did. They had a fruit bat plague, and these like giant fruit bats were like taking over a town. Oof. That, Let me see if I, I can that find it. Be, that probably happened. What? Maybe that might four be years third ago. Place. Yeah. Now, would a, that change the order? Yeah. Where would terrifying fruit, fruit bat be? tornado forces Australia town into? There's a YouTube. Oh no! Video. No! 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 Into no, lockdown. That's a no. That's yeah. Hard no. So this yeah. is. Yeah, that's that's last place. Though. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the last of fruit one you bats want. have descended on a rural town of In- Ingham in North Queensland. Local authorities calling for a solution and a ban of any formal call of the species because you see them forming. I'm going to send you this YouTube video, and yeah, you're going to clicking on it right now. Yeah, and these things they are swarming overhead. Oh my god. Yeah. The terrifying fruit bat tornado. Yes. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Oh, wow. There's a lot of them. So I feel like Australia, yeah. out of all the places on Earth, is the most equipped the most equipped to deal with plagues. <laughs> I saw that sign, by the way, that the guy's driving by. And I was like, is that a Confederate flag? This <laughs> is a crossing sign or something. Yeah, sort. like there's these this giant... Is, um, this is... That's too many bats. Yeah, there's these giant flying flying foxes. Hey, look, KFC. Love-hate relationship with fruit bats. Yeah, there's KFC everywhere. People, Everyone loves KFC. I know. Because it's delicious. Damn. Yeah, I... Nope. Okay. All right, so throw these in the mix. Where, where does the fruit bat play Snakes. go on the list Snakes. of... Snakes. Mice, bats. Okay. Bats are flying rats. <laughs> Let's be honest. 
Like it's a rat yeah, that you don't, the last thing you want is you don't want to give them superpowers. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> it's kind of the that's last weird. thing you want to do. Oh my god, there's so many. Where do they go? So when these when this plague is over, where have all these bats gone? I don't know. It's a great question because you look at images when you type in fruit bats in Australia and you see the size of these things. There's this guy that's holding up this thing with a fruit bat on it, and it's like it's half of his body size. These things are huge. Oh, man, I was just looking. I literally just Googled, where did fruit bat plague go? Because you figure they didn't all just die. Well, I think a lot of so them they do have to die, be, though. Like a lot of they have to be. Die. So then there'd just be a bunch of dead bats on the streets. Like, surely they, they're they just hanging out. Like, they're still there. They have to be. Right? They gotta be. They'd be there somewhere. Or they die, you know, they die off in trees or somewhere more remote. That's so many bats. Yeah, it's a lot of bats. So many bats. Oh, God damn. All right. Shall we move on? Yes, please. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about some cicadas. It's <laughs> a good idea to do these in a row. Here we go. Reading from nj.com. Uh, okay, cool. I love this headline. I was looking for the right headline, and I, I really think this nails it. Cicadas getting high, horny, super sexed. From fungus that makes their that makes their butts fall off, experts say. <laughs> you want me to read that again, or, or you got it? I think I got it, but read it read it one more time. I try to say it without laughing. Cicadas getting high, horny, super sexed from fungus that makes their butts fall off. Experts say. Yep. Here we go. What's more terrifying than an army of? Billions of cicadas waking up from a 17-year underground slumber and blanketing neighborhoods like a biblical plague? Fungus-ridden, speed-fueled, sex-crazed cicadas, probably. <laughs> this is amazing. This, this, this writer needs a Pulitzer Prize. <laughs> a fungus called Massaspora, cicada, Massaspora cicadina, has been infecting some brood X cicadas, the le- the legion of red-eyed insects that have been hibernating underground for nearly 17 years, according to wow, insect 17 experts. years. That's a long time. That's a long, that's a yeah, long time be, to wait. You'd be red-eyed if you slept for 17 yeah. years, too. Eh? How about and that? And you'd be okay. horny and your butt would fall off. I get it. I did the fun- Well, I mean, that that's a different, that's a different attribute. Attribute. Although the fungus was first discovered in the 1800s, researchers recently learned more about how the fungus affects the mating behavior of periodic cicadas, of, of periodical cicadas, the group that emerges that emerge just once every decade or two. The researchers found the fungus has chemicals similar to those in hallucinogens like psychedelic mushrooms, said Gene Kritzky, a cicada expert from the Mount St. Joseph University in Ohio who contributed to the study. That guy's got to be great on a, on a first date. So what do you do? I'm a cicada expert. Wow. <laughs> Everything about cicadas. Anything you want to know. Yeah, he's I been waiting for this moment for 17 years. Yeah, 17. Yeah, exactly. My time has come. Yeah, he's doing the overtime. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Especially now. He's like, God damn it. Well, I guess once every 17 years isn't too bad. Maybe I'll be retired by the next time this happens. The effects of the fungus are strange, but true. Quote, it causes their butts to fall off. And quote, Kritzky told New Jersey Advanced Media, noting the fungus attacks male cicadas so they lose their genitals and are no longer able to reproduce. 
However, it won't stop them from trying. Kritsky said male cicadas who are infected with the fungus will continue to behave as if they are drug-induced and have their bodies intact. They will continue to sing loudly to attract females, and sometimes they even mimic the behavior of females by flicking their wings. Quote, you've got high, horny, super-sexed, periodical cicadas, end quote, Kritsky said. When the infected male cicadas flick their wings, that sometimes causes healthy male cicadas to get tricked into thinking they are females, Kritsky noted. And if they have contact with the infected males, the healthy ones, too, can get the fungus and pass it on to other cicadas. How the fungus attacks. The fungus first causes the cicadas' rear ends to fall off, including their genitals, and be replaced with white fungus, making the cicadas look like they have an eraser end for a butt, according to an NPR report. The fungus then floods the cicada system with compounds of cathinone and, am- and amphetamine. The cathinone then makes the cicadas go wild, pushing their sex drive into overdrive, with the cicadas furiously attempting to mate despite no longer having the required appendages. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> and the fact that we know this is, is even more ridiculous, right? And that someone has spent their life very lucratively, I'm assuming, studying this yeah. is amazing. Yeah, this dude's just observing this. Yeah. Like, so what's going on with that eraser-looking butt? Oh, it's fungus. How do you get that fungus? Well, let's dig deeper. The fungus infects the cicadas right before they emerge from the ground and causes the insect's butt to fall off when they begin shedding as they become adults, the report says. That sucks, man. You become an adult, ready to reproduce, and all of a sudden your dick falls off. And instead, you got this little eraser fungus (laughs) where your butt used to be. (laughs) Overall, the fungus is believed to infect only 5 to 10% of the periodical cicadas, Kritsky said, with billions and perhaps even trillions of cicadas storming out of ground in the eastern United States during the next few weeks. There will still be plenty of mating going on and no threat to the survival of the Brudex species, he said. Well, thank God. So they will be back again in another 17 years and repeating the mating process. The cicada invasion of 2021 started during recent weeks in some states and states with the biggest emergence emergences reported in Maryland, Ohio and Tennessee. So far, a few hundred cicada sightings have been reported in New Jersey, mostly in Mercer, Hunterden, and Somerset counties, but a big explosion is expected as soon as soil temperatures consistently warm up to 64 degrees. That could be next week, based on recent soil temperature data from Rutgers New Jersey Weather Network. Experts say one of the hot spots in New Jersey will be the Princeton. It doesn't matter. You get it. I don't care about New Jersey. This is too, this is too specific. Kritsky. The cicada expert from Mount St. Joseph, we know, you've been citing him this whole article, even created a phone app to report and track sightings of the crimson-eyed invaders. With interest in these mysterious bugs growing, the number of people downloading the app has skyrocketed during the past few weeks. Quote, we are hoping to get 50,000 downloads. We have 143,000 now, end quote. With thousands of cicada sightings and thousands of photos being submitted each day, he said, quote, it's probably the largest response of a cicada crowdsourcing project in the history of the cicadas, end quote. So, yeah, we got a real problems here. We got a bunch of horny, buttless cicadas. Yeah, and cicadas are super loud. Like we, there's cicadas probably here in New Zealand oh every year. Oh, yeah. Very loud. Yeah, yeah, of course. They, uh, they're annoying as hell. So I'm sure if you haven't heard cicadas in 17 years in some of these areas, right? Like, I'm sure there's other types well, of cicadas. I guess they're around. Right? This is a very specific type of cicadas because cicadas are always around. It's not like they all were 
chilling underground for 17 years. What kind of bug lives underground for 17 years and comes out of ground? But that sucks, man. If you're like, I feel bad for these guys. I feel bad for this five to 10% of cicadas who got this fungus. Yeah. 17 years. My time has come. And then you can't (laughs) because you have a fungus eraser nub. Yeah. Sucks. That sounds awful. So yeah, you know, Australia's got their plagues and we got ours. Thankfully, it's not around New York. Close though. New York just has a is it? New Jersey's Not close. Really? It's close to New yeah, York. Yeah, but the, New Jersey's barely being hit. Yeah. They got a few tens of thousands, I guess, in, in, in New Jersey. Yeah. That's nothing compared to these other places. If you have, you have billions or maybe trillions of cicadas in some of these places. That's nuts. I can't. I, you know, I'm just happy I'm not there. But that's what you get. You know, you live in Tennessee and that's what happens. Yeah. You know? Well, Godspeed, Tennessee. I don't. Uh, I don't envy you. So enjoy your enjoy your seventeen year <laughs> cicada re- reemergence. It was uh, so. It was Maryland, Ohio, and Tennessee. Those are the biggest. So Ohio, Tennessee, Maryland. Well, that's that's a that's yeah, that's the closest yeah. one to here. But whatever, they'll be fine. Cicadas are harmless. They're just annoying as shit. Yeah, they're just loud. And that sucks too, because if these guys start, it's like they, because they're going to keep going at it. They're going to they're. This isn't deterring them. They're just like, what? No, 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 no. I'm going to get mine. I'm going to get mine. But all right. Let's talk about some hot tubs. Reading from The Verge. Twitch launches a dedicated hot tubs category after advertiser pushback. There we go. Hmm. I don't know if you know anything about this. Uh, I don't. Okay. But I I can maybe guess. I could probably guess what this is about. Yeah. Twitch is launching a dedicated category for hot tub streams after claiming that it has received pushback from advertisers and viewers about how the trend has taken over the platform. The new pools, hot tubs and beaches category is meant to let creators stream what they want while also giving Twitch advertisers a more convenient way to prevent ads from running on streams they don't approve of. Earlier this week, Twitch pulled advertising from some hot tub streamers without warning. In a statement sent to The Verge today, the company said that was a mistake. Quote, we did not alert impacted creators at the time, and we should have our creators rely on us. End quote, a spokesperson said. Twitch said the ads were suspended at advertisers' request, and that it's now working with individual creators to restore ads where appropriate. In particular, the ad suspension hit Amaranth, who is one of the platform's biggest streamers. Her channel is now showing ads again, though it appears her hot tub streams have been removed. Twitch says its policies on what is and isn't allowed on the platform aren't changing. The company is not going to prevent people from streaming in hot tubs or swimwear. While sexually suggestive content remains banned, context-appropriate clothing, like bathing suits in a pool, is allowed. Quote, being found to be sexy by others is not against our rules, and Twitch will not take enforcement actions against women or any or anyone on our service for their perceived attractiveness. End quote. It's a weird statement to me. <laughs> the company wrote in bold in a blog post this afternoon. That oh, sorry, that's what they said in the blog post. This po- the post is a surprisingly direct message from a tech company laying out the the competing interests and problems being faced in a situation that most other companies would address in a vague manner at best. Hot tub streamers tend to be women, and they've often faced sexist harassment from men who don't like seeing them or their success on Twitch. Twitch's new system plays into that to an extent. It pulls their streams out 
out of the very popular just chatting section and moves it into the brand new hot tub section. But it also validates it also validates that this type of streaming is allowed and welcomed on the platform. In its blog post, the company says, quote, first and foremost, no one deserves to be harassed for the content they choose to stream, end quote. Twitch says that adding a new category is not its long-term solution to giving advertisers more control over what streams their ads run on, but it views this as a short-term solution, saying it allows viewers to avoid or seek out hot tub content and gives cre- hot tub content and gives creators a place to continue streaming it. Brands will be able to opt in or out of placing ads on streams in that category. That could be bad news for creators, though. The so-called hot tub meta has been a huge success for streamers, but part of the reason for participating in it is that more viewers generally means more ad revenue. If Twitch can't get advertisers to opt into the hot tub section, there may be fewer streamers willing to take part. Your thoughts? Yeah, I just sw- I went to Twitch and went to this category. <laughs> and of course, the very first thing I see is this dude. <laughs> this dude who's got a bikini on and a wig. Oh, God. <laughs> so it's like, of course, of course, this is what would happen. Um, look, I think in general, Twitch is a very interesting one for what it's become, right? Oh, yeah. Like, Twitch started with like, hey, right, it's not, it's live streaming games. And it slowly turned into just people having, like, walking around, like, walking around the street, right? Or people, I think some of the most... Well, it's just live video content. It's live content. Any live video content. And yeah. as always, and, like, I think the thing that you said on there, like, like what Twitch is um, of basically saying, hey, you know, you have a mixture of, you get very attractive women, a lot of them who are gamers, right? Who want to play video games mm-hmm. and see this as a revenue stream. Like, hey, you know, it's, I can't help the way that I look. I'm going to get on here. And I'm going to play video games. And if people want to give me money for this, then I'm going to do it, right? And you have a mixture of men who are just looking at them as objects. And you also have the other side where men who are jealous of like, hey, I you know, I want to be a Twitch streamer. But because I'm not, I don't look like her, I'll never get this chance. So it's unfair. And so it's a mixture of that. Because I'm assuming, and I just went to this girl's am amaranth her stream and yeah i i get it like she's playing up to the fact of there's a bunch of men watching her lick this thing like she's licking this ear like i don't know what's happening (laughs) it's very it's very disturbing she's licking this she's got like two ears i'm assuming it's asmr stuff Weird. Is she doing that now? She's doing this like right she's now. As right we now? talk, she's doing this. Oh, so she's she's live on Twitch yes. right I'm gonna now. I'm going to send this to you, and you can watch it. In I'm, I'm going window. right there. It's in an incognito window. Because what I'm watching is highly suggestive, but it's also not, you know, what level is inappropriate, right? She's the- How many people are watching this? So they got almost 10,000 people watching this thing right now. <laughs> 9,935 people are watching it. Uh, 33 if you don't include us. Yeah. And... So I get it how if she's in a hot tub, why someone would say, wait a minute, this is, what are we doing? Like, I get it. She's she's gorgeous. She's very shapely. And her sure. being in a bathing suit is probably going to get her a lot of money. Yeah, I'll see it on the other side of this Tampax ad. So, uh, yeah, because I'm watching this okay, now, what she's doing, and it's it's a lot. She's not even in a hot tub. No, she's but she's sitting in a chair. She's in a bra, and she's yep. licking these ears. Oh, no, I don't know. 
That is, are those ears? It looks like a microphone. It, but I, I think it's an ASMR thing where it's two ears that make up the microphone. It's supposed to be like each. So ear. you think you think people? Okay, this is it's weird. I don't understand. It's weird. This and is it makes strange. me feel very old. <laughs> That's what it does. Um, and she's she's twenty. She's twenty. Uh, twenty subs away from her sub goal of three sixty. And some so guy just gave could, her a hundred to help her out, right? I'm sure. Yeah. So. Wait a minute. Where do you see that? At the top. The biggest D is for some free X. 150 bucks. Oh, Jesus. This is really strange. But this is why. Like, I don't, but this is why yeah, Twitch is. Yeah, this is like is, the microphone. But she's, Twitch is yeah, in she's this, like licking this. Twitch is in this very gray area because, right? Like, if you came on here to watch someone play a video game, this ain't playing video games. <laughs> like, what yeah, she's you doing. Know that. <laughs> Is not yeah, but you know that yes, and it's I, not again, just video games. I know it's that. Live and look, content. I'm going to say yeah. something that I hate when people do this, but I'm going to say it because Here specifically, I would say, given the popularity of Fortnite, given the popularity of some of these games that do market to younger people, and they end up following personalities and people who are on Twitch, and then you come across this, and if you're a ten year old boy or girl. And sure, your parents are supposed to be regulating internet. All these things that we say that people are supposed to be doing that you just don't, right? The internet is so accessible right now. You can play Fortnite and watch Twitch on your phone. And you come across this. What are you supposed to do with this? I I, I do wonder how... I Nothing. You're confused. That, You're a child. Yes, and that, so this that's is... my point, is that it's nothing. But I well, also wait a minute. get I, why... Is it, it, there's nothing... There's nothing... Inherently, now granted, I'm watching this on mute. So am okay. I. I'm watching this on mute as well. It's weird. So, but to tell me that there's yeah. that there's no sexuality so in this at all is being disingenuous. I was, <laughs> it's being disingenuous. I was just about to say there is nothing sexual. It's being disingenuous. <laughs> I mean, what 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 am I watching? Right? There's something in, and she's very clearly <laughs> exactly. she's very clearly monetizing off of this because this is yeah, her, her. Right? She's the biggest streamer by far. There's only one person no. right now who's streaming more with more people watching her, and it's XQCOW playing Grand Theft Auto Five. She's number two. No, no she's not. She's sorry, not. sorry. This sorry. is recommended channel. She's sorry. not even. This is so she's not one, even up uh... there. So, so, okay, so fair enough. But she's still ten thousand people watching this right now. It's a lot yeah, of she's people. Closing in on closing on eleven thousand. Oh, now she's got to clean the the mic because she just licked the <laughs> shit out of it. But that's it. It's like. There's, I like what we're watching is is a bit, you know, it's unusual. I don't like like what is, it's a girl in a bra, like licking a mic. And look, and it's not if you're, and if it's you're not a her, kid, it's, it's not her fault that she's attractive and that you find this uncomfortable because of how she looks, right? Like I, don't I can say that's not you that's, find it uncomfortable. I I, I just find it weird. Like why are you licking ears? Yeah, I'm with you. It's odd. I'm with you. But obviously, I'm, I'm you right there's there. enough people watching this who find this entertaining, right? And Lonely so people. the question is, does this belong on Twitch is basically what the entire argument of this is, as in, is this the type of content that belongs on Twitch? Twitch says yes, because it makes Twitch money. It's not a matter of what belongs on Twitch, because Twitch is, at this point, it's whatever people want. Like, there are talk shows on Twitch. There's talk shows on Twitch. Yeah, but she's skirting the line of some of their policies very clearly, Right. Like saying, oh, well, there's no lewd or sexually or sexual content allowed because there's other places for you to go for that. Twitch is not one of those places. And it's yeah. very clear that she is that she is she is one pop button away from breaking that rule. Yeah, she is skirting the line on that bra. I don't I don't think those buttons on that thing. 
Uh, and but can we talk about? But there's like a bunch of Pokemon in the background. There is. Now she's eating oh, the she's pizza. Eating the, she's, <laughs> eating, <laughs> she's eating the pizza. But this is why it's weird. It's weird because why would you watch someone just like literally <laughs> sit here? She just finished licking these ears, and now she's about to she eat this dress pizza. the bra. She got to she got to dress the bra first. Things and I was saying, watch this woman eat pizza. I don't find this. <laughs> I don't find this entertaining or attractive at all. It's weird. Yeah, it's it's very strange. I'm with you, but you know what? People are into it. God bless them. They want it. They want to throw some money at this girl for quote unquote entertaining them. Then hey, man, you do you. But I'm it, not going to kick shame. I'm not going to judge you. I, and I guess my question is: Is this age guarded content? Right. Uh, I don't think she is, is. I don't see it. Like when I went to the hot tub, dude. His his thing very clearly said 18 plus on there. Um, hit this dude is 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 a door i z i d o r. His tagline for his stream is hot tub stream. He's got a the water the three water drip emoji and the peach emoji eighteen plus, and it says if you can't beat him, join him. Yeah, and so he's sitting here in a hot tub. Oh my god, what is he doing? <laughs> he is now stretching <laughs> in this hot tub. This is this is well, this is strangely less confusing than what Amrath was just doing. <laughs> I well, she's still just eating this pizza. Yeah, but look, I, I guess my exactly my doing. point with Twitch is it's where is where is this hot tub category? I don't even know where it is. It's uh, how did I find it? I went to browse and then yeah. it's in there. It's on the third line down in browse next to World of Warcraft, Shadowlands and Among Us. <laughs> Pools, hot tubs and beaches is, is in the middle of that. Oh, it's not here. I'll just do a control. F. And I can just send it Pools. to you. Here's the link. Um, Where is it? So yeah, look. I, I mean, I guess. Oh, that, I found it. I found it. I guess that's go. kind of like Twitch's. It's very clear that that they're like skirting the line between sexually suggestive suggestive content and not, right? Because if you're just playing Grand Theft Auto Five, and if you're just playing Fortnite or Minecraft or chess, it's hard to make that sexually suggestive. You can. It's not impossible because obviously people are, right? There's plenty of women who are making a living off of Twitch. There's plenty of men who are making a living off of Twitch. But what's appropriate? Is a guy sitting there gaming with his shirt off? Is that appropriate? Why not? I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm asking a question because I don't know. I, none of this stuff bothers me. But I can see if you're the parent of a nine-year-old who wants to watch Fortnite videos. And then some Look, I'm girl, more, I'm more concerned some by girl these people in a bikini the... is, is licking a microphone in a hot tub. I get why you would kind of be like, what is? what are you watching? What is this? Here's a, here's a girl in a ball pit. It's again. It's Twitch. So there's all different types. Now of look. When you get content. there, oh, this is. Oh no, that is a that is a girl. This is a girl in a ball pit. I mean, these people have some pretty big rooms. Again, well, and and again, they're is, making a lot of money. They're making this is they're making uh, this, subscription money. They're getting advertisement. They're all making money through Twitch. This is a very valid revenue source. Yeah, but this is. I don't know what I am watching. <laughs> I am looking at a a gut hanging right over a short pair of Hooter shorts with some high socks. I don't know some, what you're watching either. I I, I didn't I didn't go much further than I the did. first row here. Oh man, this is uh, nope. I don't I don't know. One hundred bits. I'll write your name on my balls. Uncapped hot tub stream. Like, come on, that's highly suggestive. Now look, when you go there, I did get the mature audience warning. Right, which, which, again, which I think is fine, think, right? So I don't know whether or not Amaranth has that on her stuff. When I clicked on it, I didn't get any warning that told me. But like, wait, this is similar to OnlyFans, right? I mean, it's a little different, right? Because OnlyFans, you have to pay. So yes. there's you more You have to subscribe to it versus 
you have to kind of seek that out where this i would argue you could easily find this on twitch and i would assume that twitch has to have some type of um some type of parental controls where you just say hey you can't see any of these you know you can only watch these you can only watch fortnite videos so i could see if this was in the fortnite category and then you get this girl licking these ears and it's not in its proper category which is why i think what twitch did was exactly what they should have done make its own category and go look if you don't want to see it take this category off your list you're fine you can go back to doing what you're doing you'll never see it yeah yeah it's fine now this kind of raises a I, I was toying with the idea of this segment. I feel like it's good to just like kind of jump in with it um, whenever it's appropriate. You want me and to do this the podcast like from the hot tub? Is that what you're asking? No, no. Actually, what I was thinking was so. All right. Um, Brittany is on the brink of having a child. Her her child will be, um, you know, so she will have to raise this child. And I think it's only it, it's the responsible thing to do to give her uh, the best advice we can. So. As a child growing up in this world, what should Brittany do to shield her child from this kind of concept? Again, I think you become highly involved in your child's life, right? So if your child enjoys playing yep. video games, I don't think you can just go, oh, well, that's just their weird video game thing and let them do what they want. You kind of have to take an interest in the things that your child likes so you understand them. You don't have to like them, but understanding at least allows you to deem what... You don't have to like your children. You don't have to like no, your child. That's but you're, it's your responsibility. You decided to have them there. That you, you might not like them, but you, now you're responsible <laughs> for them until they're 18. Right. So, yeah, for me, it's just you have to get involved in what your children are doing and with the internet even more so, right? So you decide what content is appropriate and what isn't. Only you can decide that for your children. Nobody else can decide it because everyone's kids are a little different. And then obviously, once your kids get to a certain age, even you can't really control that. At some point, your children grow up, even though they're not actually adults and they see content. So shielding them from this and not explaining them to this, explaining this to them does more harm than good, I think. Because right. your kid's going to see this on some other kid's phone. Yeah, I mean, hey, you come back all of a sudden, Amaranth's on the TV eating pizza. Yeah. She's gone from she's gone from um, to pizza Twitch. <laughs> she's got she's gone from uh, Twitch TV to uh, new Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, but and now again, all this, of a sudden, this girl is obviously making. I bet you that she's making. I bet you she's pulling in a million a year. Whoa, maybe uh, with that many. I guess how many followers did she have? Let's see. I'm gonna type in her name, net worth. How much money does Amaranth make? Holy crap! <laughs> Holy crap. Okay, so this is from Dexter Dexter2 Dextertoe.com. It is okay. said that no press is bad press, and that may be well the case for popular streamer Caitlin Amarath Siragusa. Despite racking up a few bouts of controversy over her content creation career, she's amazed a large, loyal following and has the money to prove it. So since starting streaming and creating content in 2016, Amareth has risen to the top of the industry through cosplay streams, including ASMR and real life streams, and the controversy she stirred up along the way. While she's not the, mm. the while she's not the creator of the current hot tub meta on Amazon-owned streaming platform Twitch, she certainly occupied the top spot on the platform in this category. And as of May 2001 or 2021, it has caused some problems. Twitch decided to suspend advertising to her channel, meaning she's missing out on lots of cash. It is estimated that she's missing out on up to $500,000 a year just from Twitch alone. 
So what wow. is her net worth? It is always hard to track the exact finances on platforms that aren't entirely transparent on the monetary front, leaving up to the estimations and guesses as to the fortunes that are being amassed on a daily basis. Amrath has revealed that she is earning around $35,000 to $40,000 monthly from Twitch ads alone, meaning wow. that amount she's raked in over the span of her career is likely to be in the millions. Some sources estimate that as of 2021, she's accumulated a net worth of up to $7 million, though some websites Ooh. believe it's more likely to be around $2 million. So how does she make Still. Yeah. Damn. So how does she make money? So despite losing the ability to directly monetize her content and Twitch through ads, she has a plethora of other means for fans to engage with and support her. She has four YouTube channels that cover different bases, each of which offers revenue generation through pre-roll and mid-roll advertisements. Her Twitch channel contains a link to stream elements where avid fans can donate to her create a third-party monetization method for her while she's streaming um user can use bits so twitch's built-in tipping system um let's see she's got youtube channel that's clothing hauls um asmr content uh let's see she's got she's got only fans as well got an only fan she's active affiliate links through energy drink brand g fuel and meal replacement company huel so she's got sponsorships she's got an only fans um before she began her long one describe let's see i wonder uh so let's see amaranth uh let's see here i wonder if i could find out how many numbers she has on only fans only fans subscribers because that so it's fifteen dollars a month and if uh so let's see here yeah i guess this is kind of like looking at the other things that you were talking about so she has around it's only 20 oh only twenty thousand subscribers um through twitch um but i guess okay here we go so they do have uh the stats let's see what we got just try to filibuster here. It's loading slowly. I don't know how accurate this is. Yeah, so this became but... a big deal because, like you said in the article that you read, was that she was she lost the ads, and if she's making up to forty thousand a month in ads on Twitch alone, and then they take away her ability to make those ads. Whoa! I get why why she would obviously whoa. be upset because forty grand a month. How much? This is, um, I don't know how accurate this is, but according to this, how much monthly money do you think she makes per month on OnlyFans? I mean, it's got to be similar. It's got to be 50 grand. Um, you might want to double that. Holy crap. Because it says she makes $110,000 a month on OnlyFans. And you wonder why dudes so are jealous and upset and mad. Look, you would say you would say I, you would say I I'm I've got a decent career, right? You would say that. If I talked to anyone about what I did and everyone said, like, "Yeah, you're making great money." That's like sure, fi- probably that's like vote, five right? times what I make a month. <laughs> yeah. Maybe six times. Yeah, that's that's some wild shit. Wild money. Yeah. Damn. So yeah, um oh, and she's got a Patreon. Like if you're donating I, to her, you know what? Like God, God bless him. Does this this woman that's is what I'm saying. working? God bless her. She is she is headed towards Kardashian she's got level she's got a, of. She, look at this. She's got she's got all these. So she's got that income. She's got the Twitch income, right? Because and they, like anybody who subscribes, like the premium one, that's like five bucks a month that they throw her way. 
And then you got Patreon. She's got one. It's not a ton, but 1,500 Patreons where the minimum is 200. But she sold out of the 100, the $100 diamond tier, uh, which is the others. way, And then the others don't. So, yeah. So at the minimum, one, five, two, nine times 20. That's 30,000. So another 30,000 at least from Patreon alone. This woman's crushing it, man. She's crushing it. Because if that if that number from the OnlyFans thing is right, she's making almost 200 grand, 200 grand a month. Good for her. Good for her. She's putting in the work. Good for she's her. She's putting in the work. So yeah, so like she's kind of known for being the bad girl of Twitch because she's got wardrobe mishaps and mistakes that happen that break what, just Twitch's that? rules. Because she's just she skirts guys. the line, which is kind of what you have to do to obviously be this successful. As in, hey, you know, I'm going to start streaming from a hot tub in a bikini. And then what happens, right? And then she'll switch and do something else. She'll find the next craze. And she's the one that seems to be the one that makes all this stuff popular and possible. There's probably a lot of women on Twitch who owe their who owe their current success to the fact that she's very clearly blazed this trail. <laughs> That's fine. But the question is, does she ever play games? or does she just a I have no idea. It doesn't look like it. Yeah. Weird. Because... Yeah, I was gonna say, I you know, I'd I'd, I'd look into sponsoring, to sponsoring one of her streams. <laughs> do that, do that with one of the games coming out. Be like, hey, we'll, we'll sponsor you. Play this game. And don't have a mishap. Yeah, but the amount. Nope, but again, but wink, you, wink, you probably don't, want don't the have mishap. mishap. You probably want it. That's what I, I said. Did you did you miss the nudges and the winks? I did. I missed the nudges and week. But with her, I think you don't even have to be that subtle. I would just tell her, like, hey, so if it happens that the strap slips off a little bit, that's great for us. This is wild. It is wild. A, so yeah, so I guess, I mean, I think what Twitch did was exactly what you should do if you're a company that is kind of skirting the line. They are very clearly making money off of her. And in kind, you don't necessarily want to boot her off of this platform unless she really does something that requires that, you know, you start losing sponsorships, which just seems to be what happened, right? Twitch was fine with this until all of a sudden, you know, hey, we're not going to let you... Sh- you know, whatever game company X goes, Hey, we don't want our game to be on your platform anymore. And then that's when you got to start fixing stuff. Yeah, exactly. Well, interesting, interesting world we live in. Yeah. Then if you want to support her, well, we just gave you three options to do it. <laughs> so go at the go same look it time. Up, go though, look at her, if you don't want to support her, you should support us because she very clearly doesn't need the money. That's a good point. True. Uh, and all we ask is, is for a review. That's all. <laughs> Our, our, our demands are low. Anyway, let's move on to a little reddish, bluish, blackish, Jewish. Um, Fortune released a list of the top 50, the world's 50 greatest leaders for 2021. Seems a little early, but here we are. I guess it's 2021 looking back on the year because they do it. Every I'm year. aware of this list as well. Oh, so you already know. Yes, I know who number one is. <sighs> okay, got it. Number one because you already know, is Jacinda Ardern, your prime minister. Do you think she deserves it? Uh, with the way that the country handled the COVID response stuff, of course, she's she can take credit for it. So I'd say, yeah, in that case. But Jacinda Ardern, as far as local politics, which is kind of all of New Zealand, I say leaves a, quite a bit to be desired. Yeah, well, fair enough. 
Do you want to guess on any of the? T- I'm just going to go through the top ten. I'm not going to go through all fifty. I mean, someone who's do you who's come up with like the vaccine stuff has to be one of these people on here, right? There's- That's number two. mRNA pioneers yeah, got to be the ones who are putting all those microchips in you. Yeah, in me, I got them. They're great. I haven't gotten my microchips yet, but I want them. <laughs> give, me, give me my microchips. Yeah, man. Just just keep. You'll get it. You'll get them soon. Um, can I guess? I would say. Going down the pandemic, Dolly Parton has to be in this top 10, right? Because she funded one of these vaccines. She is number 11. Okay, so it's close. Yeah, she funded Moderna. She donated a million dollars when this thing started. Okay. And uh, I can tell you that a developer I work with got the Moderna vaccine up in Canada, and he was incapacitated for a day. Wow. But he was fine. Okay. He was fine uh, a couple days later. He's fine. Everything's done. All right. It was his arm. Mainly, mainly his arm was really sore. Yeah, it does. It does make your arm surprisingly sore. But huh. what can you do? Okay. The yeah. only other thing I have is something along the lines of politics, and the name yep. that I always hear when it comes to politics recently is Stacey Abrams about how Number she eight. Okay, about how she basically Stacey revolutionized Abrams. getting people out to vote. Yeah, yeah, she really did. She's the reason why. Georgia was flipped. She's arguably, I mean, you know, Biden didn't necessarily need Georgia when all was said and done, but it definitely helped put the But the Senate flip for me is the one. Not even so much Biden. The fact that they flipped both of those seats in the Senate. Well, yeah. Helped. Exactly. So yeah, she sure did. And then after that, I don't have anybody else. There's probably a bunch of names of people who I don't really know. Um there are some weird names on here that I don't really get. Uh, Guy Fieri is number 42. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you want to know what he did. Um, the Food Network celebrity chef host of Diners, Drivers and Dives is no stranger to philanthropy. So philanthropy stuff. When California struggled with containing wildfires in recent years, Fieri, who grew up in Northern California and launched his restaurant empire here, mobilized teams to prepare and serve meals to exhausted firefighters and first responders. And when the COVID-19 pandemic devastated the restaurant industry, Fieri raced to aid of the kind of kinds of mom and pop restaurants and workers he has long spotlighted on his signature show, partnering with the National Restaurant Association to create Restaurant Employee Relief Fund in March 2020. With the help of more than 50 companies and organizations and 15,000 individual donors, the fund raised $21.5 million, providing 43,000 restaurant workers nationwide, 60% of whom are women. More than fifty percent of who are minorities with five hundred dollar grants. Question for you: Answer. If Guy Fieri was, if he was bald, and he mm-hmm. didn't have that goatee, do you think he'd be liked more? Nope. Really? Oh, would he be liked? More? Yeah. Do you think it's just his look that people look at him and go, "Oh, oh this guy's a douche." I have nothing. He against seems him. to be a really like nice him. guy. To be he honest, he does seem to be a really nice guy. It just I like seems him. to be the way that he dresses and looks seems to be what immediately like it's like the definition of judging a book by its cover because in all of I mean, these who, photos who when you are look these at people him, who are these people that are thinking that well it's the new york times article about his restaurant that always comes to mind for me yeah it, but thank it that's that's a like a, an elitist douche, right personal. like that's that's the it kind of personal guy. because guy fieri again it's just the fact that he kind of looks like you want to punch him in the face he's just like very you know he's very I don't know what to. He I don't know like what the word is that I'm looking for. He looks here. like a douche. It's okay to say it. He's got blonde, frosted hair. He just seems like he's a got, surfer dude, and he's got a you know no that's surfer dude what it looks, like. looks like this. 
No one looks right. like he's got a blonde streak down his goatee. If he was bald and had no facial hair, I think everyone would like him. I really do. Well, then he'd look like Michael Simon. And they, they already got one of those guys. He, he would his look name like Michael Simon. The, the, the dude that used to eat the nasty stuff. Is that dude's uh, name? Man versus food? No. He used to eat like bugs and stuff. Well, look up look up a picture of Michael Simon. Zimmer. You tell me. Andrew if, Zimmer. Is that his name? I don't know. The, the Bizarre Andrew Foods Zimmer? guy. Andrew Zimmerman? Yeah, sure. <laughs> right, right. He looked well, like him. a very different person. He looked like him. Uh, I guess. I don't know. Look up a picture of Michael Simon. Tell me if I'm crazy. Simon with a Y. I mean, that alone is. I mean, you look like a mixture between well, these two guys. But again, I would say that if you look at Michael Simon and he's dressed like a chef, you don't want to immediately punch this guy in the face. I, it sounds like you got a problem with dudes with dyed tips. I just think he looks. I, again, I I just want to say I think he would be more publicly. He would be received better publicly if he didn't look the way that he does. And my problem is he can help that. <laughs> it's one thing if he had some type of <laughs> deformity, but he's a normal looking guy that just happens to have frosted hair. And it's like, well, dude, if you I, just I didn't frost he, your hair, you'd be fine. <sighs> I think he's just living his life, man. I think he's just living his life. I mean, he's life. living a heck of a life. Quarter, he quarter need, mile at a time. He doesn't, he doesn't need, speaking of which, I want to talk about that trailer that I saw in the movies and once we get to media therapy because <laughs> I didn't see any trailers. I watched that one. Um, can't wait. I think I know what you're talking about and I can't wait. Yeah. So, I mean, um, the, is there any other names on this list of people that, that, that uh, should be noteworthy? Yeah, I was just going up here because there, there was some other, um, Tom Brady is number 22. Sure. That one's uh, strange. Uh, let's see here. There was I mean, one that was kind of bizarre. It's the greatest leaders, right? Tom Brady is one of the greatest leaders of all time. Yeah, I suppose so. But uh, so just I just wanted to mainly read off the top ten. See if you had any thoughts about that. Adar Punawala. Don't know what that I is. I have no idea who that is. Rashorna Fitzpatrick, Stacey Abrams, number eight. Justin Welby, Jessica Tan, NBA Rescuers. Don't know who that NBA is. NBA Rescuers. And like, yeah, like the so league. NBA rescuers. Yeah. So during the some of the darkest days of the pandemic, the restart of the 2019 to 20 season NBA season inside Disney hosted virtual bubble in Orlando uh, okay. provided not only a beacon of hope, but also the model for business of all types on the question uh, of the fair moment. enough. Yeah. The NBA season so shut go. down. That's what I'm going to remember about the pandemic the most of how they were about to start a game. And all of a sudden, everyone's phone started ringing in the move in the in the arena, and it was like, "Hey, the game's going to be canceled because there's an out." And Mark Cuban looking at his phone, reading this, being like, "Whoa!" Like all of a sudden, there was a giant outbreak of a bunch of cases. The NBA players are kind of laughing and joking about it. Rudy Gobert was like licking the microphone, like he was touching all the mics, like, "Oh, you know, hope I don't have it." And the next day, he tested positive, and then it started going through the NBA. And they just like completely just shut down the season. And that was right in the middle of it. And they were like, well, is this season going to actually end? And so, yeah, that makes sense because they sort of built this bubble. Everyone stayed basically in at Disney World and they actually finished the NBA season. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's a similar model that uh, the NHL went to do yeah. as well. It's uh, it's cool stuff. Yeah. All right. Makes sense. Uh, I agree. Num- number four was Dr. John Nikangasong. Number three, Dan Shulman, and we already covered number two and one. I mainly just wanted to hit that because Jacinda Ardern was number one. Yeah, she's been number one before, I believe. I believe she was number one Probably. after the after the terror attack in Christchurch, which would have been twenty nineteen. Let's find out. I got the list right here. Twenty nineteen. 
Uh, Jacinda Ardern was number two. Yeah. Bill and Melinda Gates yeah. were number one. Oh, speaking of which, Bill and Melinda Gates, that bombshell that hit. I don't know whether or not that falls under under politics or or celebrity news, but Bill Gates was getting he was getting out there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but they probably are. They're probably like that. That's probably one of those things where you have your arrangement, right? When you have that I kind of money. If that was an arrangement, I don't think I don't think Melinda knew about it. <laughs> it didn't seem like she was aware of this arrangement that, that was made. Well, I don't know. I don't really care about it, to be perfectly honest. I just don't. It's like whatever. I'm just surprised to be honest with you. Just yeah. I mean, I I just think I guess all money money corrupts absolutely. Like you know, think, Bill Gates, you all things considered, money. is is generally seen as a pretty decent guy, you'd say, yeah. right? Sure. But apparently, Bill Gates has 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 have has had quite a bit of questionable conduct. I get, was it, but nothing professional, right? It was all in his personal life. So, according to the Wall Street Journal, Bill Gates left Microsoft board amid probe into prior relationship with Staffer. And this is not like this isn't the mm. first time. Apparently, this has happened other times. Of course, this is behind a paywall. This is also a New York Times yeah. article. Long before divorce, Bill Gates had a reputation for questionable behavior. Melinda French Gates voiced concerns about her husband's relationship with Jeffrey Epstein and a harassment claim against his money manager. He also had Oof. an affair with an employee. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I can read this New York Times article, but yeah, like. I don't okay. like. I don't know what to do with that. It's Bill Gates. He was the one that was like getting rid of HIV and solving stuff. And he still did. He still did. And you know what? He uh, he had a relationship with some extramarital affair. Like when you got that much money, you get headstrong. And uh, you know, I, I, I'd say the biggest, my biggest issue with all that stuff is the Jeffrey Epstein thing. But you know what? I'm still using a Windows computer, and he's not even at the company anymore. He hasn't been at the company for a and, while either. Yeah, so it's like you know what, dude, whatever. So I, I, at this I will point, I just I, I just expect everybody at a certain level to be a little bit evil. Do you think at what point, at what dollar amount, do you think you become like before you become basically corruptible to that level? Like you have that much money that part of your part of your, and I don't want to necessarily say morals are right, but just the fact that there's you'll start being surrounded by questionable behavior and questionable people where your morals get tested how much money a billion is probably the Do same you think thing. it's now, a granted, billion it's a slide it's think a sliding scale yeah, some say, people definitely too high. some people <laughs> i think some people definitely less but i think once you hit that billion mark then then really you can't you can't hide anymore then then people know <laughs> you know what i mean that's that's why i'd say a billion 500 million is also a shit ton of money but you're not a billionaire yeah, so, so I mean, so you just expect that every billionaire has a rap sheet that looks like Bill Gates at this point? Is that a fair assumption? It does. I I think they're all different, but I think there's there's a, you could find at least some sketchy behavior because you don't even need to be that rich to do some shady shit. But when you are that rich, you can just the opportunities to do shady shit just reveal themselves much more than they would otherwise. Well, Bill Gates. Like, now, would you more, consider Bill more, Gates? Let me, let, me, let me just give you... Like, can I ask you a question? Would you agree with this? The more money you have, the more cocaine you're around. Would you agree with that <laughs> yes, statement? I agree with that statement, yes. Okay. So as, then, as you sniff and, into the microphone. 
I, dude, I have the worst allergies. I apologize. <laughs> I, my allergies were horrendous today. All right. I promise I'm not. It was doing just a very time. funny time sniff when you said that. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm sniffing like, uh, like Donald Trump in a, in a debate. <laughs> She's a liar. Ugh. Anyway, sorry. Um, I'm doing my best to like go side to side to the mic when I'm doing that. So I apologize. I'm, <laughs> I'm like dying here. Um, but yeah, so my point is that like that stuff, as you get more and as you're around more ca- cocaine, more questionable things happen. Now, I'm not saying everybody who does cocaine does questionable things, but I'm saying the more you do that kind of stuff, it's not just cocaine anymore. It's like, what are you doing cocaine on? Who are you doing cocaine with? Now, I'm not saying cocaine is the root of all the problems. It's, it's just one example. It's, no, the root of all the problem is money. <laughs> That's the root of all right. the problem. Because so look, I'm just, exactly, what, what, yeah. I, what I wanted to say was, would you consider Bill Gates an attractive man? No. Right. So, which is fine, right? He's a smart guy. He's done a lot of things. How many Doesn't times do bet, you yeah. think that Bill Gates gets solicited for sex? A lot. Right? <laughs> so just like yeah. he's just in the middle of a he's having a discussion with another woman, another human being. Yep. yep. What do you what do you, and I'm, again, I'm not saying that necessarily it's just but like it is. It's human nature of like, hey, it's Bill Gates. I'm attractive. Bill Gates has money. I'd like to be around the money. Sure. And so the fact that, I mean, you'd like to think that Bill Gates was kind of the one, but it's very clear that once you get to this monetary bracket, you can kind of do what you want. Like, I think Bill Gates could ask for anything at this moment, and I think someone would find a way to get it to him. Anything. Anything. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that's a really, yeah. I mean, how do you expect for this man to hold any sort of morals when that's on the table? <laughs> Seriously, like, how would you expect to have any sort of more? Because, you, but Jesus, I mean, how much restraint can one man take? <laughs> like, like he's a billionaire. Yeah, like yeah, right I, now, you, if you I had a billion dollars, have, right now, if I had a billion dollars, I'd say I right now I would love someone to go to Hiroshima, find that woman that cooked that okonomiyaki, and I want her to live in my house, and I want her to cook this delicious snack. Every day at four fifty-five p.m. Is that a snack? It's it's a snack when you live this life. <laughs> oh, okay, got it. Jesus, and what I, is I, you dinner? know what? Get her a house, get her a place yeah. to stay, and just every day, that's what she's gonna do. And I'm gonna match what she's making, and I'll quadruple it in lifestyle. And that could totally be done. And I don't think it'd even be a drop in the bucket for how much money this guy has. Oh yeah. So why would he Absolutely. not sleep with us? You could you could literally <laughs> you could literally pay her a million dollars a year and it would be what? Like uh, it would be like 0.1% or if that of your of, of your money. <laughs> Maybe 0.01%. Like how much how much is Bill Gates worth? Oh, and well, I mean, now he's worth a percentage of. He's I mean, a hundred, hundred twenty-five point seven billion dollars. Man, how you, pay that, you give that woman a million dollars a year? How do you not expect? And not New Zealand money. Do not short this woman. You give her a million USD a year. How do you not expect for Bill Gates to falter when he's worth that much money? So much. It's so much it's money. <laughs> it's like how? How would you not? 
And I'm sure he loves his wife and his kids. But wow, I mean, just the general amount of temp where you could have almost, and I'm not, I'm not going to say almost, you could have anything that you want. Anything. Yeah. And he's like, anything? And, they're, and his financial advisor is like, anything. <laughs> so yeah, I don't, sure, it's sad and people don't, but I just think people need to open up their eyes to that's how much, like that amount of money that all of us will never see. Right. Like, if anything, for all the women out there, keep your man broke <laughs> because <laughs> once if, if you're so ambitious that you're making billions of dollars, I'm just going to be honest and say, I think temptation becomes overwhelming. I, I don't think no. you can. What? I, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. But if you if if they're not broke, you lose an exit strategy. So it's a, I mean, it's a dangerous game you're playing. If you really but love you just him, gotta, it, it's, if you're just OK with him, then yeah, let him get rich. You'll get half. Wow. But if you really love him, ah, maybe maybe you shouldn't work those extra hours. <laughs> maybe you shouldn't come up with that new idea. Because otherwise like, hey, you, wanna, you, you take you, a can nerd. Can you look at this proposal for yeah. me? It's a little too good. Maybe uh maybe erase that comma. <laughs> 27 years of marriage. And do you think that Bill Gates was on Epstein's island? I do. Yeah. I do because a hundred and some odd billion dollars. You think anybody has a Bill Gates tattoo? Oh, I, or I, Bill I, and Melinda Gates tattoo? Oh, I, I think so. I, I mean, you'd have to, right? Like, if Bill, I was Bill Gates, Bill I'd go look. Melinda I'd give you a million dollars if you get my face tattooed on your butt. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why I'm never going to be a millionaire or a billionaire because I, I know, I know that like life's temptations when you make that much money are not great and it's very you can be the strongest willed person on earth but you notice that the people who are really strongest in their resolve they tend to not chase money they don't ever reach that point and i think that's the kind of the point i'm trying to make whereas i think in order for you to be that ambitious you don't accidentally become bill gates or bezos or warren buffett i don't think Elon those guys Musk, just tripped and fell and became multi-billionaires that's not how it works right and I think you have to be willing to kill small parts of yourself to consistently climb that ladder where I personally believe most people get off. No pun intended. Most people veer off of this track when they go, you know what? Family life and these other things are more important to me than trying to amass billions and billions of dollars. I have enough. And it's very clear that Bill Gates, Bezos, Elon, some of these guys, they that that switch is broken in them where where when is enough enough? And I would say Bill Gates is one of those guys that we thought had that switch because he kind of stepped away from the Microsoft stuff and that was kind of passively making it money. He wasn't running the company. Yeah, it was like all philanthropy. It was all philanthropy. So you thought, hey, maybe Bill Gates actually is one of these guys that, you know, he got to a point. And he kind of then just said, you know what? I'm good. You guys run this. I'll take the residual money, but I'm going to actually try to go do something good with this, right? Bill Gates was always the one that said, hey, I'm trying to leave my kids nothing because my kids are, you know, these, my kids already have started with, with way more than any other kid on earth is going to have just by being my children. So for me to give them billions of dollars when I die isn't helpful when they've already got a leg up to become successful, right? Bill Gates' kids, the day they were born, were already better off than me and you combined. And I would say we've had pretty good lives. 
Yeah. So yeah, it's it's the Bill Gates thing is interesting to me because I just like it just to me just goes, yeah, like I think you I think every human being reaches a point where you make so much money that that your moral compass it it just can't exist anymore. It can't. If he if he gave everybody if he divvied up all his money across every person in the country, everybody would get a $428. <laughs> it's crazy. In case you're wondering. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So he yeah. Could literally give every single person 400. So literally he could give everybody an Xbox Series S for free and $100. <laughs> I think he could solve world hunger with the amount of money that he makes if he really decided to take all of his money and put it directly towards solving world hunger. I mean, he's got more oh, yeah. money than governments in some of these places that have kids. Oh, starting. absolutely. He's got more than state governments in in our country. For sure. So when you have that much money, you think you think Wyoming has uh, as like a hundred fifty billion dollars. Let's see, states. No, it can't. I'm, I'm really curious. Now. It can't. United States. Can't. So U.S. states net worth. Okay, here we go. What are the richest states in California? Is number so one. 10, well, yeah, for sure. But I want I want numbers. Like I hope they give me actual numbers here, and not just like GDP. Number 10. Oh, no. This is like by the people. No, I want like um, United States. Uh, let's see. Richest states in the US. Come on. This is no, this, this going to be by, by all income. income. I need it. Right? By GDP. Let's just look. Yeah, because that's what you want. You want state gross domestic. Highest GDP, California, three. This is, I don't really know how GDP works, though, to be perfectly honest. So I'm looking at this, and it says California has three, three million, basically three million. But I don't don't really know what that means, because that's offset by everything else in it. So I don't know. This is, this isn't very helpful. But my, my main point is that I'm sure he has more than, I'd say, half the states. Yeah, I'd probably even argue more than that. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be. Yeah, that's a ton of money. So, it's so much. Yeah, I, money. I I am just convinced now, as I've become an adult, that there there's a, there's a time where you make there's a time in everyone's life where you have to decide: Am I going to sort of lose all of my morality to continuously make more money, or am I going to get off of this train and do something else? I I feel like I've accomplished everything I need to accomplish. But it, it's with the like of he. Money. It's like he did. Like he doesn't. I don't know where he still makes his money from. It's probably just from stock options and that kind of things. But he he has put a lot of his money and most of his. Like you don't you don't just have the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. It doesn't just happen. You have to put in the work to actually make that happen and do the good things that it does. But when you're not putting in that work, it's a lot of time in a day to do some shady shit, and that can't be avoided for some of these people. And like you said, once you hit that money threshold, again, I think it's, I think it's a sliding scale, but I think once you hit that billion, look out, you do some shady shit. Yeah. Look, I think it does depend at least a little shady shit. I I think for everyone, once you're over a couple of billion dollars that all, and men and women, right. I don't want to just, it's easy to pick on men just because they tend to be the ones who are for sure. But I think this happens with anybody. You reach this amount of money and there's just things that you do that, uh, that we would find more morally wrong. 
whether it's how, you know, the vehicles that you drive or the private jets or all these things that are slowly deteriorating, you know, the way that some of us would like to live and have cleaner air and all this stuff. I think you just make so much money that you're not even aware of those things because stuff just offered to you and you're just like, well, that sounds great. Why not? And then you're a guy like Bill Gates and you're just like, you know what? There's a staffer. Ah, let me see. And the next thing you know, it's like, hey, I'm Bill Gates. This just happens. Yeah, must be nice. So, yeah, I mean, it must be nice, but it also <laughs> seems kind of miserable. Like, do you think yeah, Bill Gates is happy maybe. or you think the last year of his life was happy? doesn't seem like it. Well, in the last year, no. But I'm sure he's had some happy moments before that, before this all blew up. Yeah, like I'm reading this New York Times article, and the thing I read here, long after they were married in 1994, Mr. Gates would occasionally pursue women in the office. In 2016, for example, he he attended a presentation by a female Microsoft employee. Mr. Gates, who at the time was the company's chairman, left the meeting and immediately emailed the woman to ask her out for dinner, according to two people Mm -hmm. familiar with the change. If this makes you uncomfortable, pretend it never happened, Mr. Gates wrote in the email. Like, like that's that's the type of people we're dealing with at the top of these corporations. And I think it's it's just eye-opening reminder that like once a year you get reminded that the people at the top are pedophiles and rapists and scumbags. And you cannot disprove this because over and over and over again it's proved correct. I wouldn't I wouldn't jump to say I'm jumping to always, that conclusion. I re, I I, I am, all, you think they're all pedophiles? That's uh, honestly that's like thing. we're getting to the point where it's kind of hard to argue. I mean, the simple fact that Jeffrey Epstein's island is a thing. It's crazy, yeah. but it's a thing. It exists. So I just think at the top, there's there's like I get why people go down the conspiracy rabbit hole of a new Illuminati and baby drinking because it's so much money that you could do whatever you want. Yeah. Like, do you think that Bill Gates has been offered the opportunity to eat somebody? You know he has. Oh, here we go. It goes back to you this. Know yeah. he has. You know he has. So I'm just saying, like, check your ambitions. It's good to be ambitious, but I think you get to a point where that level of, am- of ambition starts to make me feel a little ill. I, I don't need a billion dollars. <laughs> I'm good. I- I'm good with just having a nice, happy life so, so and making when, some cool so things. So now that we've established. I'm good. So we've established this. If you see yourself like on this, like let's let's say Bitcoin gets to the point where all of a sudden your Bitcoin is going to put you over the top and you're all of a sudden going to have a billion dollars. At that point, do you start spending like crazy so you don't hit that billion dollar mark and don't fall into this trap? One, I, I think you can't change your lifestyle, right? Like, like I think- There's no way out of it. There's no way out of it. You see this happening. You see you are- But again, that's what I mean. I don't think you can change your lifestyle. I think you would put it away somewhere and I would basically go, I'm setting retirement age of this this age. And so I'm going to yeah, continue my life doing what I'm have, doing now, right? I'm going to just once like- Once you have a billion dollars though. The money never exists. It doesn't exist to me. I'm not going to spend it. I'm going to drive what I drive. I'm not going to change my it's lifestyle. But I'm not going to yeah, change. You could have a cyber truck. I'm not going to be drive. I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to get a cyber truck. I'm not going to get well, a private jet. I'm not going to. I can, but I won't because once you start doing that, you lose connection to reality. You're waiting in airport security again. I'll, I'll do like, it. Why I'll do the it. US I have figured to, it out because you have to look at this and going. This is saving my. This is saving my humanity. Because at the minute that I start, and again, you're talking to someone who, who who's enjoyed the perks that come with, like, hey, global entry is pretty cool, right? Yeah. 
Like, trust you're play, me. You're paying. You're buying first class to everywhere. I can't. I can't. It's a. It's you a dangerous to. game. You can. You're a big guy. You know. I can't. You got. You don't want to sit in that coach seat. <laughs> See, this is. This is. This is what it sounds like <laughs> when the devil is on your shoulder, telling you just. Just a little more money. Just a few more. Well, hours. you can. What's What's the drop in the bucket of like a twenty thousand dollar plane ticket when you got. Nine hundred ninety-nine million dollars. Because once that's an you don't want to hit that billion. Because you go from first class, which I enjoy. I love first class. It's one of my it's favorite experiences. It's the best. Oh, it's so good. But once so first good. class turns into private jets, and once private jets turn into you no longer drive your own car anywhere, and then that turns into more money. Where you have so much money, you just don't know what to do with it. I think that's when your morality starts to fall apart. That's when you get creative. That's when you invest in my uh, matcha pancake restaurant. <laughs> that's when when someone is serving sushi on a lady, you say, can I have the lady as well? And that's when it falls apart. <laughs> <laughs> that's when it falls apart. You can't I didn't. This I life. didn't think about. I didn't think about taking that angle with the pancake restaurant, but it's a good idea. Pancakes on a lady. <laughs> yeah. Or a man. Choice is yours. Yeah, look, I, I just it's very would, it's a very interesting you have two menus. You have two menus. <laughs> you can pair you can pair any pancakes with any person on these menus. That sounds weird. You can't eat the people. Let me be clear. This is not a cannibal restaurant. We're not we're not on board with that. <laughs> Why is it that cannibalism we're, interests me so much? And it's not that I want to eat I people. It's don't just know. it's very interesting to me of just like you know, like that is the most put, dangerous taboo thing to me that exists. Look, Army Hammer, if you're listening, come on, talk to John about this. <laughs> Explain this to me, because it's something that just doesn't appeal to me. But I can see how you could just be like, "Well, that's well, good to know." I've I'm eaten, glad. I'm glad that cannibalism does not appeal. I've to eaten you. everything Thank else. You. What's the one thing I haven't tried? <laughs> like, I get it. Like, it I sounds just, like it sounds it. like it does appeal to you, but it doesn't. No, it does not. Like, you're not making a good case for it not appealing. No, to you. because that's I don't eat saying. meat anymore. Right, like there's things that I've right. just sort of crossed yeah. off of the list of being like I'm good. Like I just I'm not going to make this a regular thing, and it's not the curiosity is gone for some of these yeah. things. And that curiosity has never existed for eating another human being. But I can see when you're Bill Gates level or Jeff Bezos money, where you have more money than countries, how like you're just going to be bored with what money can do for you, and then it turns into the power. And then when you have power, you, you test that power a little bit. You'd probably do that on the sea, maritime law. I don't think they cover that. <laughs> you test the power a little bit. Hey, I'm going to play million-dollar hands of blackjack, right? That sounds fun. That sure. sounds dangerous. That sounds risky. Hey, you know what? I want a live tiger. That's awesome. I just started sweating when you said a million-dollar hand of blackjack. But, but again, to us, that's like, oh, my God, that's nuts. To these guys, that's like paying $5 tables. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting thought piece that makes me very uncomfortable um i don't think i'll ever get to that level but if i do i really hope i've got people around me who remind me of this podcast and say you remember what you said this and now i'd be sitting around here with banksies and gold chains being like <laughs> yeah that was the old me bring on the bring on the the pancake ladies <laughs> that's what we're gonna do <laughs> awesome all right enough of that shit Let's move on to a little reddish, bluish, blackish, Jewish. Start off with a bit of a quiet with a small question. Who's older? Rachel Weiss. I think that's how you pronounce it. Or Paul Giamatti. 
I don't know why I thought about this one, the, but the women are hard. Yeah. They're hard to figure out age. Especially her. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you got two options. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say cuz how old is Daniel Craig? Have we, we played it? this game yet with that? Cuz that's a great question as well. I'm going to assume that Daniel Craig is older than Paul Giamatti, but I don't actually know. We have not. So I'm we definitely f- have not, but he's a great one. He is. This is a good one. But so, we can throw that in the mix. So sure. I'm going to say that but she's... I'm not going to tell you how old so he is. So because I think Daniel Craig is 55, 54, 55, I'm going to say she's 52. Okay. So I'm going to say she's younger than Paul Giamatti. Okay. Well, this is going to blow your mind. And I feel, I don't know who should be offended in this scenario. Probably Daniel Craig. But <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Craig is basically the same age as Paul Giamatti. Wow. They got like a few months apart. Wow, Paul. I mean, Daniel Craig looks and, great. Paul Giamatti does not look like Daniel Craig. Yeah. <laughs> but you thought he was older. Let me just be clear what you said. And Rachel Weiss is two years younger. Okay. So, I mean, I was right in age. Is Daniel Craig actually older than Paul Giamatti? Uh, he was born March 2nd, 19. 19- yeah, yeah, he's old. Okay. So I was right. I was he's just- older by, it's like, I guess it's nine months. Yeah, okay. But it reads this same year. Huh. Paul Giamatti, we're, we're closing in on his birthday. This is going to get weirder. It is going to get weirder. When is his June birthday? 6th. His birthday, June 6th. June, Look at that. June 6th. Yeah. Some. Hey, Paul, come join, uh, come join the Two podcast. We'll wish him a happy birthday. Yeah. Paul, would you like to uh, join the podcast? I know he listens. He's a big listener of this one. So. <laughs> I'll, you, I'll reach out. But she was wondering about the money amount of money he has after that thirty minute maybe uh, thought piece of does money corrupt everybody? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we could ask him about it. Maybe Steve Gold uh, sold him an apartment. <laughs> All right. So uh, I, I'm I'm easy. I'm going to start because I haven't really played or watched anything new except for I've watched the latest episode of the Mighty Ducks. The show is uh, the show is still great, although this last episode was disappointed. No hockey. No hockey in this episode. Wow, just talking whatsoever. A lot. It was a talkie. It was a talkie. You know, was there any hockey of, paraphernalia? Uh, jerseys or sticks or pucks or? It was just oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they get they get on a they get on a bus with their hockey equipment to go to a game, and then uh, and then there's a lot of you know uh, child drama. You know, a lot of who likes who that kind of thing, and uh, and it was very dramatic. And we had a good dramatic moment, a uh, good dramatic turnout from uh, Emilio in this one. So as always, that dude's the best. He's great. It's uh, it's good to have him back. He's a national treasure. And yeah, that's that's about it. I, I've watched the COVID vaccination documentary on CNN. Very interesting. Uh, so if you if you're curious about how these vaccines that we have came to be, and I didn't know this, there was a um, apparently they were developing a vaccine in Queensland, in Australia that didn't quite make it. Um, and that, w- that was an interesting story in there as well. So it was all narrated, and I guess it was done by Sanjay Gupta. And of course. Yeah, it was really cool. If you have any uh, anti-vaxxers in your life who are like, oh, well, how does it work? Like, oh, I don't know what's in it. I don't understand it. Well, then have them watch this. They'll still probably be like, no, because something, something, this is what they want you to think. But for the, for the sane and the, any sane skeptics, I think it's um, it's a really good piece. That was put together, and that's it. I haven't 
done anything else. Yeah. All right. Well, I've done quite a bit. Okay. Um, I went to the Hit movie me. theater yesterday. Ooh, how exotic. Which is very interesting. I, you're sitting there and you're like, yeah, I haven't been in a movie theater. In, and now it's mostly because there hasn't been stuff in the movie theater to go watch. So the movie theater has been open, but there's been nothing new, really. I think Tenet maybe came out here that you could have watched, but it was like, okay, fine. Um, but it also came out on streaming. So I watched The Quiet Place 2 in the movie theater. So and? I do first want to talk about the trailer for Fast and the Furious 9 or Fast 9, oh, whatever this yeah. thing's called. I've been watching them all. I guess <laughs> um, when I sent you this trailer, you did not watch I it. I didn't watch it. Um, the, the, him catching the car is still ridiculous. <laughs> is this now in this trailer? Is this the one where uh, where Tyrese says, are we messing with magnets now? Yes, that is the, yes. this trailer. Great. Is, <laughs> is this where we get off of this ride? Like, at what point is this ever going to end? I hope not. Like, like it, like it can. Like he's the jet picks him up, and then they basically get on this big, you know, they swing the car across this broken bridge, and that's where the trailer kind of ends. And you're just kind of watching this, going like, "That's not where the trailer ends." I'm trying to remember where the trailer ends. The trailer ends with Tyrese and Ludacris about to go off in space. Oh, yes, that with is like some in like some makeshift spacecraft. That is. And we don't know what that's about, yes. but I'm really excited to find out. <laughs> so we're gonna go to, I, I just don't I was watching this and just going like, look, these movies are fun. But at, at what point are we are we past ridiculous at this point? Do you think? Yes. Like what movie did we completely derail this thing where it is like it's basically Star Wars at this point? It's like a space opera. Um it technically started in i'm gonna say fast six the moment that vin diesel caught michelle rodriguez flying through midair <laughs> on the overpass after they fought a tank that's that's when we went from all right we're having fun to okay anything's on the table these people are superheroes because vin diesel and, stopping a car with his body is pretty ridiculous <laughs> well like the car wait, he's he standing on top of the car right he's standing on the car as it's sliding and the other car flips up in the air, and he puts his hands up, and he stops the car. Oh, yeah, that does happen. Yes, I remember that <laughs> in the trailer. But you, I also love that they're releasing, like, three-plus-minute trailers for this movie. That's not the first trailer. <laughs> also, they showed Han is back, yeah. which is great. Uh, don't know why or how or if they even will explain it. I hope they don't. I hope they're just like, he's back. Cool. Great. Helen Mirren's back, but none of the kids of the Shaw family are back because there's still that beef going on in the background between because of Hobbs and Shaw. Yes. So they, that's a lot of fun, too. Uh, yeah, this is um, I, I said I, I expect great things from this movie. Oh, man. And I I'm, believe they shot nine and ten back to back. Of course they did. <laughs> so look, I'm going to watch I it. Hope- I'm going to watch it. I just don't know wh- yeah. at what point do do I get off this train? Because I feel like we're dangerous. You shouldn't. Never. I Because, I mean, look, to me, Seven, still, I think, one of the best movies ever made. Fury Seven, it's unbelievable how great a movie that is. You worked on it, of course. I yeah, did, it's, right? it's weird. It's super weird. All yeah. right. So, yeah, yeah. But that, but that, I mean, that's, that's the movie. Don't forget the most unrealistic thing. This is the movie where they dropped the cars from the plane. This is the one where they jumped a car from one building to another. And then that building to another one. Um, 
there what else i mean and they also like fought a drone like in that and the most unrealistic thing that happened in that movie was michelle rodriguez losing a fight to um to ronda rousey yes sorry michelle rodriguez winning a fight yeah she won she beat up ronda rousey (laughs) that was that was the most unrealistic thing in that film which i just mentioned three things that also happened in that film yeah yeah also they had uh ghost paul walker yeah, so that was one of the trailers that played. The other trailer that played was the Corella Deville trailer, sure. which it just felt a little too much like Lady Joker. Kind of bothered. Yeah, I saw me. the first trailer for it. I'm like, fine. It's just whatever. like, yeah, fine. We're gonna make her evil, and then she like, I cut up dogs because of um, you know the devil wears Prada. I hate my boss type of thing. So whatever, is what it is. Mm, yeah, probably. All right. So Quiet Place Two. Um, yep. I don't want to spoil this movie. It's a lot like the first movie. Which means it's really good. <laughs> okay. So well, that's yeah, good. That's how I sit. I think if you I, can uh, go to a movie theater, you should watch it in a movie theater. It's one of those things where having big sound helps because the sound detail is what this movie is about. <clears throat> so I highly recommend you go watch this in a movie theater if you can. If you are vaccinated and COVID free, I highly suggest you spending your free time and going to watch a movie. And this is one of those movies. Because I believe it I comes out next the... week in the States. I believe it comes out the 28th in America. Yeah. I wanted to see The Waterman that I thought was playing in theaters, but it's it's not. I heard the guy, uh, the director was interviewed on Black on the Air. And I was like, oh, this actually sounds like a pretty pretty fun movie. And can't go see it. Yeah, so, That was my big plan. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Go watch it. Um, if you like the first one, you'll like this one. Okay. Yeah. The other movie that I watched was is it called army of the dead oh yeah yeah army of the dead with uh batista yeah, yeah. so zach snyder zach's uh, zach snyder joint zach snyder <laughs> <sighs> i don't i don't know what to do with zach snyder i don't know what to <laughs> mentally do with his existence um because <sighs> you're a fan you're a big fan um, it's it's like kind of Michael. He's just kind of Michael Bay, but not. I don't know. It's hard to explain Zack Snyder for me. I get why people don't like this dude. And his Bay. is he? Because I don't know if he is. He is. Bad Boys Two is a masterpiece. Some would say Three Hundred is a masterpiece. Yeah. Sucker Punch, not a masterpiece. <laughs> but this movie is one. It's way too long. What is Zack Snyder yep. can't seem to make a movie under two hours. And he's again, like it's hard to tell whether or not this guy is he's a masterful director and cinematographer or just a meathead. <laughs> like it's hard to tell. <laughs> like, what is he? Um definitely, definitely a great cinematographer, because the dude can make some pretty looking stuff. And he also makes some of the best trailers of all time. Because the trailer for this movie was great. It's incredible. Yeah. So look, it's on Netflix. Most people have Netflix these days. Yeah. Should watch it because it's an interesting way to spend two and a half hours. I didn't realize that Tig Nataro was digitally added in until you told me last week. I think it was. Yeah, which was great. How'd I it look. I it looked fine. I didn't even really realize it, but she's in there. So do you think fine. that? Do you think that wins him best special effects? <laughs> uh, the effects actually were pretty good. Like I, I, I was like, all right, this this fits, but it's a zombie movie. So like the thing but about literally this, yeah. swapping out a person, an entire actor, 
I mean, it's not, not the even... first time. They did this with Christopher Plummer after... Yeah, but they did it in quarantine. Yeah, but I mean, technology. She didn't leave enough. New York. Yeah, but I mean, it's New York. Like, how hard is it to get her a camera equipment and stuff and give her, like, set this up, sit here, put up the screen screen and do it. And she can do it a thousand times. Like, it's not that hard. I really wonder if I didn't tell you if you would have noticed. I probably would have known. No, because I, I wouldn't have known to look for it. Like, I wouldn't have been like, oh, that's, that's weird. Then that's cool. Because it's, and, and to be fair, she's such a minor character in this. She's just a helicopter right. pilot. So it's not like you spend the, like, and a lot of her scenes are sort of her by herself. Um, that they're not like she's necessarily around a bunch of people. She kind of goes off on her own little side mission quest. And the rest of the time, she's sitting in the helicopter. So it's not like Dave Bautista is really talking to her. Like, you can kind of split that up and it's fine. But this movie is just basically weird because it's basically the zombie premise. But, like, there's a group of, like, hyper-intelligent zombies. And there's a group of, like, dumb zombies. So the dumb zombies are running around killing stuff. And the hyper zombies are, like, starting their own cult. <laughs> so oh, there's, like, this... Cool. Yeah, so, like, it's basically the antagonist is, like, this is like this super smart alpha zombie. And he wears a helmet. Because <laughs> then you can't headshot okay. him, right? So he puts, I like it. He puts uh, on I a helmet. Like, I I like that there sounds like a spin on zombies. Yeah, he's That's got a cool. queen, right? So his queen runs different. around and they're sacrificing people and they're, you know, the queen and him are having sex. It's weird. Zombie sex. Cool. All right, sure. Um, people are into it. He kind of looks like Mickey Rourke, <laughs> the, the, the zombie king. <laughs> As one would. Yeah. So, uh, look, if you like Zack Snyder, you like zombie movies, watch it. If you don't like either of those things, you can probably skip it. You're not going to miss anything. It's fair. It's Perfect recommendation. I guess it's exactly what it says on the box. Yeah, it's exactly what it says on the box. Like you look, I'm looking at this artwork, and it's Army of the Dead. There's bullets and diamonds and a skull and rings and always bet on dead. And it takes place in Vegas. And it's just like, yeah, it's a Zack Snyder movie. Great. <laughs> how do you feel? How do you feel about Dave Bautista in the title role? Is he uh, is he a good leading man? He's he just fun? playing. He's, he's playing the dude from Guardians of the Galaxy, just with less jokes. Okay. Which is about what you expect from Dave Batista, right? I don't expect much more. That's what he is. Work for me. <laughs> I would expect him to be, you know, I, I guess not the rock charismatic. Oh, he's not as but... charismatic as the rock, but he's also bigger. <laughs> That's true. He's a beefier dude than the rock. The rock is, he's big, but Dave Batista's a giant dude. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I remember him as, um, yeah, I mean, he, he went the whole movie of Spectre without saying a word. And he gouged uh, at least one dude's eyes out. Yeah, so that's kind of what you expect, and it's fine. I think he does good. I think the movie is fine. Um, I've got no need to watch this again, because mostly because it's too long. It's two and a half hours. So, And, and this movie is one, wow. it's a movie that they've been talking about since Dawn of the Dead, right? I'm talking about this movie forever. Yeah, well, that's how Zack Snyder started. He started with... Yeah, um, so this is kind of in his yeah. wheelhouse, but it's, you know, it's the over, you know, speed ramps and slow motion and blood flying through the air, and, like, it's Zack Snyder. It's 300, but, you know, with zombies, so... Okay. That's what it is. Cool. When one last thing. Um, I was going to ask you about this, if you've played Subnautica. No, no. It's on uh, Game Pass, though. It's on Switch as well, and I'm tempted. Yeah, it is on Switch. I'm tempted to play it. Because you get to float around. The I hear ocean. great things. I've heard mixed feelings. Some people um, love it. Some people hate it. It's a survival game. So if you're into that kind of thing, I guess the second one has more direction than the 
than the first one. So there's Subnautica, then there's Subnautica Below Zero. It just came out. And Below Zero weekend. is the sequel. Yes. Yeah, and they're both on Switch. So if you want something with a little more direction, I guess just jump into the sequel. I don't think there's any, because the first one, I don't think there's any story or anything like that. But I guess it's kind of surprising. Like you're diving underwater. I mean, it's kind of, it might be up a wheelhouse. It also might spook you out if you're one of those people who are afraid of what's under the water. I am. Because that's I'm terrified that's of killing what's in the you. Ocean, so. But it's a video game. <laughs> right. But, you know, that's the kind of thing that you're into. Then give it a shot. Let me know how it is. I, I started playing. I, I finished Borderlands, the original. So I was like, all right, what do I want to play next? Mario Golf isn't out yet. So what do I do? And I didn't want to start like a big RPG or anything like that. I started playing uh, Blue Fire, which is a it's kind of like a mashup between a ton of things. But at its core, it's a it's a platformer and hack and slash with vibes of Dark Souls and Hollow Knight and a little bit of Prince of Persia in there. It's got a, and maybe even a bit of Zelda dungeon crawling. And I like it feels good to play but there is you want to talk about a game with no sense of direction it's like this is one of those figure it out type games and so far i'm doing it but it's fine but it's subnautica i did think about that as well but it's also a genre that i never never really get into because i like those games that have more direction and even though blue fire doesn't give you that normal direction that you'd get from a game like a zelda where it's like do this then do this then do this it is, it at least feels more like that closed loop. Like I'm always making progress. Whereas in survival games, it's like the progress is whatever you want it to be. It's like, you're not dead. So you're making progress. And that doesn't normally appeal to me. So that's why when I saw Subnautica is that while it is critically praised, people love it, all those stuff. It just never really, never really stood out to me, but it could also be one of those things where once I try it, I'm like, oh my God, this thing's the best. All right. right? Well, look, like I'll play the, likes. I'll play the first one. All right. And see how it goes. And I'll be able to report next time we talk. Looking forward to it. Let me know. Hopefully it's not too scary for you. We'll see. Yeah, absolutely. I've been tempted to play Resident Evil 8. <laughs> Which is, Speaking I mean, that's, like, a, that's a horror genre. Things. I mean, it's got a it's linear, yeah. but. Oh, totally. It's definitely a horror game. Like, no doubt about it. Yeah. Look, I, it's I would apparently say, more action oriented yeah. than seven. I would say in general, I've become as I've gotten older, I've become a little more keen to watch stuff that's more suspense, suspenseful and OK and action based that way. So, yeah, I'm down for it. Like a quiet place is great. Like, I love that type of stuff. I don't like the gore, the gore. Like, I don't like seeing people's like intestines and things ripped out like the saw stuff, like ripping off yeah. people's arms. And stuff. Like, like I'm good. Yeah, I hate that. But like, that's, if you can make like a great suspense, like, for example, the fact that I sent you this week that they're going to make an attack the block two, which might have been some of the best news I've ever heard, because I'm going to say that attack the block might be my favorite movie of all time. The more that I think about it, I've watched that movie so many times, and it's so great given the budget, given the care, all the things that it shouldn't be it's really good at. I, I really think I when someone asks me, what's your favorite movie of all time? I actually think it is Attack the Block. I love that movie. That movie's great. And they're going to make a sequel. Not, uh, not Aquaman? Not Aquaman, no. <laughs> So yeah, it's happening, and they're gonna do this. And John Boyega's coming back ten years later. I'm totally down. I used to. I I don't like doing the. Yeah, it, it's awesome. I'm excited for it. That was some pretty cool news to see. Um, 
I want to see good to see Moses back in action. Hopefully he starts with the sword. And you actually get to hear him with the accent again. Like that was John Boyega's first movie, wasn't it? It had to be. Yeah. Um, I have no idea. I don't know what could have come before that. John. I think Boyega. it has to be. I think that that's got to be his first movie. Attack the Block. It is. 2011, his very first movie was Attack the Block. That's awesome. Yeah. It's uh, it's good to see that an IMDb is known for that's the second one. As it it's should like not be. all, yeah, it's not all Star Wars because it should be Attack Star, the Block. Star is, Wars great. Episode yeah. Seven, Attack the Block, Pacific Rim Uprising, and then Star Wars Episode Eight. If you haven't they seen Attack even, the Block, and that's a movie that had like no budget. Yeah, it all takes place in one apartment. It's complex. great. Yeah, like everything about that movie. I think I'm gonna watch that tonight after I get back from hockey. It had uh had Nick Frost in it too, right? Yeah. He was in there for, for a few minutes. Add a little the drug le- dealer. Add, add a little legitimacy to it. <laughs> That's how you get a cheap money through movie through. You get someone in there for five seconds. Well, like, it was yeah. it was produced by Edgar Wright. He he did some uh something for it. But he, Edgar Wright had some hand in it as well, like getting it made. So that's probably how they got Nick Frost in there as well. So if you haven't seen it, watch Attack the Block and like Quiet Place, right? Like if you put Digimon Hansu in there, you know it's gonna be good. I forgot he was in that movie. <laughs> he's in there. <laughs> he's in every movie. He is. He's great. He's in every movie. And he he just shows up. They just see him at craft services at another show. And they're like, hey, but you mind coming over here? Just like you know. And he's like, absolutely. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> he goes, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Yeah, what do you need? Right, Band me? Let's do it. Why right. not? You just need me to come up here and just look beautiful. And and yeah, remember when he was yeah. in Godzilla versus Kong for one scene? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. He's just a, he's just beautiful and black, and you just put him out there, and it's great. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I love that guy. There's one other thing I was going to say. I've, um, I was going to go off on a tangent, then I held back. Anyway, it's gone. It's gone. It's fun. Probably wasn't worthwhile anyway. We done? Is this it? Done. Is this the end? I think this is the end. This is it. Great. All right. Well, he's abroad.com. Go there. You know, subscribe to our stuff. Again, if you made it this far, just go a little bit further. Give us that review on iTunes. That'll be great. And until next week, this podcast is over. <laughs>